You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number nine. When we establish biblical roots in our marriage, they blossom into a thriving marriage. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh, and it's great to be here with you today. I want to welcome you to Your Blessed Life. Let's get right into the show. Because I was thinking back to just a couple episodes ago, episode seven, and I was talking about God's word. Actually, I was talking about the word word. And if you haven't already heard this episode, I want to encourage you to, to go back to it after you've finished up here. And if, you've have, if you have heard it, you'll, you'll remember that this communication of God's word it doesn't limit us to his written word that we find in the Holy Bible. It's actually this 3D version of God's design for our life. And, and it's in the way that God communicates it to us by sharing his word, this 3D version of God's word. And as I mentioned in episode seven, it's, it's better described in the Greek text of Logos, Graphy, and Rima. And I don't want to make this episode a repeat of episode seven, but what I want to do is I want to expand on this idea of how important it is for us to understand that God wants to effectively communicate his plan in our life. And we can see it by the length that he goes to communicate this word to us in the Bible. So God's word has something really exciting to say about creating an effective design for our life. And so that it lines up with his original intent for our life, right? And when we design and when we create a life in this manner, then it, it positions us to be at our best. And we're ready for his best. God goes to great lengths to communicate with us. He knows the need, he knows the, the significance and even the benefits of effective communication. In fact, effective communication, it allows us to receive that whatever it is that we need to create whatever it is that we want, right? It's this, I think it's true that whether we're talking about effective communication with our, with our Lord and our, our Savior or with our spouse or with our kids or at our jobs or in our business, our peers, our friends, what have you, that if you're going to be an effective communicator, you really need to look at it and see it work in all these different areas of your life so you can get the benefits from it. So a few weeks ago in episode seven, I was talking about that effective communication through the Logos, Graphy, and Rima word. And it was making me really reflect back on the work that I've been doing lately on marriage stuff. So we all have access to these awesome tools through scripture to build really a, a masterpiece marriage. And, and this is something that's, as I mentioned before, it, it's, it's front and center. It's on my mind right now as I prepare for this marriage pilot course 
that I'm creating. And it's called the, the seven secrets to a loving and lasting marriage communication, power for couples. You know, as a Christian marriage coach, I get the awesome opportunity to come alongside couples and I get to share with them these tools and these strategies that they can implement to create a marriage that is lined up with the vision of what God has in store for our marriage. And the fact is, God wants to bless your marriage. He does. But, you know, before we jump into putting some tools to work in our marriage, I really think that we need to effectively prepare ourselves. So that's what I want to do in today's episode. I want to create this mindset, this proper mindset and a foundation so that we can then put the tools to work in our marriage. And then what we'll do is after we wrap up this episode talking about that, I'm going to come back to you next week. You're going to get a double dose of this stuff. Then we can dive right into those actual things that you can do immediately, the strategies, the secrets that you can begin to implement right now to set your marriage on a path to blessing. So for now, let, let's focus on mindset and foundation. So without this, really, you risk building a marriage that's it's vulnerable, susceptible, to the schemes and the attacks of Satan, because let me tell you, he's on the prowl, man. He is on the prowl to devour marriages because at the heart of life, our marriages are foundational from these marriages make up our kids, the way we raise our kids, the friends we make, the things we do with our friends, the way we work, the things we do in our work. The legacy we create, and this is this is big. So Satan, he's all over this. So let's work today on building that mindset and establishing that foundation. And to do that, I want to use I want to use kind of an analogy to to maybe better tell the story of how we can prepare our, our mindset and our heart before we come back next week and put these marriage tools to work in our life. So in this marriage analogy that that uh, I want to give you, it takes place in a gym. You know, you've you ever been or seen one of those big, big gyms, the big box gyms. You know, you know one that has seen these has uh, these endless supply of of weightlifting machines and an endless supply of cardio machines and exercise equipment. You go into one of these big box gyms, and it's it can be kind of overwhelming. So. Here we are. We're in this story. I want you to get get in the story here with me. So we're in this gym and we have the understanding. That, OK, I want to get in this gym. I want to get myself in shape or maybe you're already in shape and you're thinking, well, maybe I just want to kind of kick it up a notch. Maybe I want to take my health and my my fitness, my wellness. I want to take it to to a higher level, to a to a new level. So, so whether you're just getting started or you've been working out for a while, the idea is here, you, you want to have a healthy body, a body that allows you to be active and to have a long and a satisfying life so that you're allowed and, and capable of doing and seeing the things that, that you want to do along your life. So you, right? so you can have a, a long, fulfilling and satisfying life. So that's kind of what's going on in the back of your mind as you're thinking, well, that's why I'm here. 
That's why I'm, I'm coming to the gym. So you jump in, right? You get busy. You're walking around the gym and you're ready to get this thing going. And so you jump on the first machine. Yeah, that was kind of fun, kind of cool. Then you hop over to another machine and maybe then even another machine. And oh, you're feeling kind of productive and you kind of looking around and over the hundred different cardio machines. And so you jump on this cardio machine and, and you begin to kind of wrap up your workout and you're feeling pretty good. You've got day one behind you. And, and maybe even after your workout, time permitting, you're like, you know, they've got this awesome pool here. I think I'm just going to jump in real quick and cool off. So you get in the, you get in the pool and shoot, maybe you even sit in the hot tub. Maybe you get in the steam room. I mean, after all, this is one of those mega gyms, man, they've got it all. So at this point, you're kind of full, right? You've, you've done it all. You're feeling, you're feeling good about yourself. You've been busy and you're, you're on your way really to creating that healthy body that you kind of envisioned earlier. You're on your way, really. Or, or are you? See, I'm all about action and, and I love getting busy. But the problem with this approach is there's no real plan. There's no real plan to create that ideal healthy life that you kind of had a vision of earlier. In fact, you may not even have a good understanding of all these amazing tools that are in this gym, all this amazing equipment and machines and the resources that you have. And in many cases, you never even get the most out of all these machines and out of all of this different equipment because, well, you're not really sure how to use them or what they do or what they can do for you. And you surely don't want to get on one of those machines and have anybody looking at you, right? Thinking that guy has no clue what he's doing. Not that I've ever done that, but so, you know, what usually happens at this point is you stick around and you try to fumble your way around and you do your best with the limited amount of understanding that you have with these different machines and classes and equipment and programs and all the different things that they offer. And, or worse, you visit it a few times and then you kind of get frustrated and you're thinking, maybe, maybe this isn't cracked up to what I was hoping it would be. Maybe I'm not really getting the results I was hoping I'd get. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just going to take a break just for a little while. So you take a break or heaven forbid, you just quit altogether. You know, a while ago I said, I'm all about jumping in and taking action because action is where you're going to get the results, right? And this is true, whether we're talking about our health and wellness or our marriage. But what I want to help you do is I want to, I want to help you create this proper understanding of the tools and the resources that you have available to you for your marriage through God's word. And then, then we'll have that foundation that we can begin to build upon to get those desired results that you, that you dream of, right? That you, that you yearn for in your marriage. So when it comes time to implement these strategies and, and doing the work to create the marriage of your, of your dreams, you're at a place where you have a solid footing. You have that, you have that full understanding and you have a plan. Unlike the example, just loosely walking into one of those big gyms where you try a few things out, get frustrated and quit. 
but you truly have a plan in place to get the results that you, that you want, those results that are so important to you. So let's take a look specifically at, at three ways that we can establish a proper mindset and even prepare our heart for a loving and a lasting marriage. Okay, let's start, let's start with the first one. And I've labeled it establish some roots. When we establish biblical roots in our marriage, they blossom into a thriving marriage. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's, that's what I'm after. I mean, when I go all the way back to 12 years ago, when Dana and I got married, and even the time before that, when we were planning to get married, and I mean, the things that I envisioned for my marriage, they kind of line up with thriving, right? So as I spend time learning about the, the different couples that I coach, and even when I reflect back in the early times of Dana and I courting and, and marriage, I find that as single people, we as individuals going about our life are many times doing good. We're doing okay. We're doing fine. And as individuals, we seem to be finding our way, right? Seem to be getting along in life. But then we come across that special someone, that someone that takes what was all right or takes what was just fine and they make it better. They make it, I don't know, they like adding some spice into your life. They just, it, it kicks up a notch your life. So that special someone, they make, they make life more fulfilling and they make, make it more satisfying. It's like the, that piece that was missing. And so when you, when you come across that special someone, what, what was already pretty good on, on our own really starts to become amazing when we're with this person, when we come together with them as a, as a couple and ultimately as a husband and a wife. And when we come together as a husband and wife, this cord of two, we're, we're better than we were as one. They, they are that piece that completes us. And that's why a man and woman complement each other so well. And so it, it's, we're stronger and we have this good balance as we move down the path of our married life. And so although our life may be starting to look pretty awesome as this new couple, as this new duo going through life together, there's still another piece. There's still another cord, another root that can take our relationship, that can take our marriage to be all that we really desired that it could maybe one day be. And this is the cord of three. In a cord of three, we take the two that are good and we make them better by intertwining a third cord of God. We create a three cord strand of unlimited possibilities for our marriage when we do that. You know, this reminds me of this awesome verse and it really symbolizes this three chord example. And we find it in Ecclesiastes 4.12 and it goes like this, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Yeah, that's a great reminder of the power of three. 
this passage from Ecclesiastes, as Christians, it it illustrates the important of the importance of of companionship, right? I think it does. And as a husband and wife that are bound together in Christ, it shows us and it tells us and it signals to us that we're stronger that way than we are without it. And surely with, with not having each other in our lives. So you've got, you know, the individual and then you've got the couple and then you've got the three chord effect when you bring God into it. You know, a Christ centered marriage is, is really about more than a union of a man and a woman. It's about a covenant commitment between a man and a woman and God. It's a covenant relationship. God's design for marriage between a husband and a wife is based on this, a covenant relationship. It's a bond between a husband and wife with with their God being at the center, being at the core of their marriage. And this bond, it communicates that steadfast love, that faithfulness that we commit to each other when we're professing our, our, our wedding vows to each other. And in that profession of our wedding vows, we, we establish this commitment to a lifelong relationship of unconditional love and of reconciliation, of, of fidelity and of committed growth to our marriage. You know, unlike a contractual marriage that's based on, all right, what do I get? Gimme, gimme. What do I get? I need some stuff. You've got a covenant marriage, which is based on what I give. What do you need? How can I serve you? You know, covenant partners, they they nurture their relationship. And they nurture those marriage vows so that their marriage grows as we build up one another in love. You know, this, this whole nurturing thing, it takes place when we, when we really value our spouse more than ourself. All right. Probably starting to, starting to get under your skin here a little bit now, (laughs) but as we experience that unconditional love of Christ because he put himself second, right? We are able to love our spouse the way he loves us. That's what I'm talking about, that building each other up, that unconditional love, that not giving or not getting, but giving. You know, covenant partners, we we administer unconditional love forgiveness, reconciliation, while providing comfort and hope to our partner. And so the goal of this covenant marriage is not just to merely enjoy each other's company, but it's really to be able to fulfillingly, is that a word? (laughs) Endure through the process to the end. So the goal of a covenant marriage is to glorify God in our relationship along the way and to really 
to exemplify Christ to the world in the way that we represent our marriage. And, and knowing that God indeed has a plan for our marriage and that he wants to bless our marriage. And he wants us in our marriage to grow and to bear much fruit. You know, at this point, it might kind of seem obvious to you, but I think it's needed to be made plain. And, and bless nation, before we get into the, the, second, the second way to establish a proper mindset and prepare your heart for a loving marriage, I want to reiterate the fact that God wants to be a part of our marriage. He wants to be in the midst of it because when he's in it, then his blessings are ever present. And then he can work through us to not only fulfill our lives, but then we can be that pipe for other couples that come across our path. So anyway, before we get into the the second way and really the final segment of the show, I want to take just a moment and I want to ask you something. And it's simply this. I want to ask you to to subscribe to the show. When you subscribe to the show, and not only does it get you access to the next episode, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, but it helps the show. And it's something that you can do easy with just the click of a button. So if you're on your mobile device or desktop or wherever you listen to the show from, there's a purple subscribe button uh, on the show page. Just click on it. You're done. That's it. And you can keep an eye out for the next episode. And I look forward to sharing it to, with you. All right, let's, let's keep rolling. Let's, let's roll right into that second key, that second way. And in the second way, this is the way we are going to establish yet another way to properly create a mindset and a heart that sets us up for a loving and lasting marriage. And this second way is called being equally yoked. No, that's yoked. It's not something you have for breakfast with your bacon and toast. But have you ever heard that before? Equally yoked? I mean, what, what does that really mean anyway? Well, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says it like this. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. There, I said it right that time. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Whew, man, that's, that's hardcore, right? So in the context of marriage, it's about really being equally aligned with the ways of God in our marriage. And it's about a coming together. And, you know, in many cases, when I look back at the couples that I've coached, and even when I look back to my own relationship with Dana, this alignment, it's one of the major things that drew me to her. And I know it, it is the, the truth of the matter with the couples that I work with. It, it's what drew them together. It's what brought them together as a couple to start with. And what's interesting is those things way back in the beginning of your relationship, in most cases, that's what will keep you together. It's this, this equally yoked, it's this it's a man and a woman coming together in, in the context of marriage here with the same spirit of God, with that same love for God, for the same values for life. And it makes life a lot easier. Maybe not easier, but it makes it, it creates a better quality. So what's interesting is when you come together, when you're, when you're equally yoked, your walk in life as husband and wife, it, it becomes stronger because you have 
the same mindset. I mean, you're of one accord and you have the same heart. And so as a couple, you're heading in the same direction on the same path in life, but more specifically for your marriage. And this is important because on this path, man, there is everything trying to distract us from staying on that path. And for those of you that have been married more than 10 minutes, you know that life happens like times 10 when you're married. So when life happens and maybe you find yourself off course in your marriage, maybe for just a moment you find yourself even on a a different path than your spouse. When you're of one accord, when you're equally yoked, you've got this common place to come back to. And that place is your faith in God, your hope in God, and those promises of God. When you're equally yoked as a husband and wife, you have a single-minded focus on your commitment and on your relationship with Christ. And if life around you seems to be upside down and you don't know which direction is up, when you're equally yoked with your spouse, you know that you can come to Christ together as a couple and reestablish that proper alignment in life. And the equally yoked is a biggie. It's a biggie, especially for quality of life in marriage. All right, let's look at the third one. So this third way that we can establish a proper mindset to prepare our heart and our mind for a loving and lasting marriage is this love defined. Yeah. Love defined. So what I mean is, well, actually maybe I should form it in a question. How do you define love, your love for your spouse? Or if you're not married yet, but you are in love, for the one that you love. How do you define love for that special person in your life? And what do you love about him or her? Why do you love her or him? Let me say it another way here. What are the qualities? What are the traits that cause you to think that my spouse or this person that I love, that hopefully one day will be your spouse, is that perfect fit for you and that this is the person that God wants me to spend the rest of my life with. When we get back to this place in our marriage or in our early relationship, this place of why you think God has put this man or this woman in your life, we've come back to a key place for establishing a lasting part, a lasting love in our relationship and hopefully in our soon to be marriage, right? If you're not married. So if you're already married or if it's related to just the one that you love and marriage is on the table, there is a time in our relationship when you came to that understanding that there were in fact certain qualities, certain traits, certain things that you loved about her or him. And I, I want to take you kind of down a proverbial walk, a walk down memory lane. And I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions. 
we alluded to them a while ago, but let's just, let's just ask them to ourselves. How do you define love for your spouse or that loved one? And why do you love them? And what do you love about them? What are those qualities and traits that cause you to think that they are that perfect fit for you and that this is the person that God wants you to spend the rest of your life with? Sometimes it goes all the way back to some of those very first moments that you got to spend together. And it's from those early moments where you knew there was something very special about that connection, that chemistry that you had together. You know, after coaching, I don't know, I guess I should count them one day, well over a hundred couples in a one-on-one setting, I've come to see these similarities in what this kind of love looks like. And the idea here is to help you define your love for your spouse, to help you recognize, to help you identify, and then to help you nurture it. When I look back to when I first fell in love with my wife, Dana, I'm immediately reminded of something special about her, and that's her, her kindness. You know, Dana has a smile that lights up a room. And although I love her, her physical smile, when I was first dating her, I used to tell her, you have nice gums. Oh, that used to drive her crazy. She's like, would you quit complimenting my gums? Anyway, so not only do I love her physical smile, but I love the heart that is at, at the core of her smile. It's like when she smiles, it's like a ray of sunshine and I, other things I love about her. I love, I love her thoughtfulness. I love her gentleness. And I love her desire to see good in tough situations, bad situations. And I love that she was a, a lady, not just a woman, but a lady. And I knew that she would be a, a loving and a nurturing wife and mother. I mean, I, I envisioned that. I could see it. I knew that she was a woman that was caring, that she was patient, and I knew that God's goodness was in her. And that was really important to me because I was especially attracted to her desire and her willingness to pursue a relationship with God through Christ. Kind of goes back to that, you know, that equally yoked thing that we were talking about earlier. That that was something that was very front and center for me and I saw that in her. I loved her humble and her gentle but confident ways because they were a perfect fit for me. They were a perfect fit for what I wanted, for what I needed in my life in a wife. Did I mention that she's gorgeous? I mean, she's beautiful. And it didn't hurt that she was nice to look at. (laughs) She's got these beautiful twinkling eyes that match her, her wonderful smile. I love the way that she balanced me out. She, she really centered me and kind of calmed me. And she helped me to be a, a better man. And I really feel like that she has positioned me to be the man that God has called me to be. So when I take this walk of define love, 
for me, it reminds me of how vitally important it is to come back to the love that brought Dana and I together from the very beginning. It's this love that has brought us together. And it's the nurturing of this love that will keep us together. And not just merely exist, but to to thrive like we talked about earlier. In fact, when we nurture this kind of love, it creates a deeper love. It magnifies it and it brings it to that fullness. And sometimes to a fullness that we didn't even know was available to us in our marriage. So what is that love that brought you and your spouse together? And what are you doing to nurture it, to growing it, and to bringing it to a fullness that maybe you didn't even know was possible? These three ways that we talked about to establish the the proper mindset and the heart for a loving and lasting marriage. Friends, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're just, we're just laying the foundation here, but they are essential. This is foundational to build a lasting marriage, a a lifetime marriage. And so I just, I want to just insert this in here because it's relevant and it's on my mind. I mean, if, if you like this kind of stuff and if you're interested in learning more about creating a love and not just a love, but a lasting one for your marriage, I want to invite you to join me for a, a free coaching and training webinar that I'll be doing soon. The title of it is intense. Okay. I'm getting ready to tell you the title of it. And it's intense, but I really feel like my job is to help prepare you as well as it is to to teach you the different strategies. And the title of this training is how to avoid the three massive attacks that are trying to destroy your marriage. And plus I'll share with you the the number one secret to a lasting marriage. And it's interesting because it's probably not what you think. Uh, Our marriage is under attack. And I want to, I want to break down these three massive attacks and what we can do to combat them, overcome them and uh, create a marriage that, that really thrives. So if that sounds interesting to you, just go to yourblesslife.com slash marriage, yourblesslife.com slash marriage. And here you'll be able to connect with us and we'll keep you posted on the details of the upcoming coaching and training webinar. So that's yourblesslife.com slash marriage. You know, when I begin to wrap up an episode, I just, I'm grateful that I get to do this with you. I'm grateful to spend this time with you and it's an honor and a privilege that I get to be your host, your teacher, and and your coach as we move down the different paths of our blessed life here. And Blessed Nation, I want to ask you, if you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a review from your smartphone, from your tablet, from your desktop, or wherever you're listening it from? You can just go to the iTunes store, or if you already have that iTunes podcast app on your device, just click that app. And then inside the search box, type in Your Blessed Life. And then you'll see the cover art. It's a picture of me. It says Your Blessed Life. And just click on that. When you click on that, you'll see the ratings and review icon. You, you click on that and you write your review. You can tap the number of stars and you're done. So if you take the time to do that for us, it helps the show. And I appreciate you 
in advance for taking the time to do that. And Bless Nation, I want to thank you for tuning in to this show today, right now. And I look forward to sharing that next episode with you because that next episode is kind of the continuation. It's the part two of this topic that we're talking about, creating a a loving and lasting marriage. I'm going to break down the things that you can do right now to set your marriage on a path to abundant blessing. So until we get together again, remember that God loves you and he wants to bless you.